This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. So, uh, before I get in this episode with uh, Michael, I would love to read a review I got from Dying Dinosaurs. <laughs> awesome, awesome name. Uh, he titles it, Great Guy and Host. Logan cares so deeply about all of his guests. This guy is totally as pure as they come. He's 100% heart. Do yourself a favor and check out his great podcast. And that means so much to me thank you so much dying dinosaurs uh for that review i just like i love reading this stuff because um really makes me feel like i'm doing this for something instead of nothing so i really 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 think that if you have any time during your day to leave a review on uh, scratch your own itch itunes and just scroll down it takes a couple extra seconds you've already left a review Thank you so much. Um, definitely hit that subscribe button because subscribing is what is going to give you the ability to go, hey, wow, Logan just let out another episode. And I'm doing these episodes much more often, trying to just give you guys as much as I can. Um, I'm not going to say guys. Give you my friends. Uh, honestly, all my friends right now as much as I can because I know that for a fact that I am – stumbling upon something that has really changed my world and changed the way I look at everything and uh, perspective is everything right and um, one of the things that my book is going to be for is all those people that have that scattering mindset that think oh god I can't actually do this thing because if I change well it's gonna all be over I'll have to leave it all behind and I want to go into real quick this idea that um what should we get later into the interview so i can let that speak for itself but this idea of this this quality question of um what is that one thing that you have in your life that if you lost it you feel like you'd lose it all you'd lose your identity and um i want you to really think about the story you're telling yourself that makes it true Uh, because i think that just asking us that quality sort of question in order to live a quality life ultimately leads up to creating a life worth living, which I'm all about. So 
yeah, with that, um, enjoy my interview with Michael, and also I'm going to post in the show notes, which I think is really cool, is an invitation for you to check out Scratch Your Own Itch, Create a Life Worth Living Facebook group. Um, please check that out. And also, last thing, if you're a coach and you're someone that is just finding themselves, repeating themselves all the time, over and over and over, and you want to make a course, I am doing a course on conveyor.com and how to make a course. Um, so you don't have to continue to repeat the steps over and over and over and tell your clients over and over and over what kind of work they should be doing. Um, so you want to start making a course out of this in order to stop having to listen to yourself over and over and over. Um, and so just go and email me at Logan at LoganTylerNelson.com if this at all interests you. Um, Conveyor.com is an awesome platform, learning platform, in which uh, you can send out texts, you can send out different challenges, you can send out different engagements just to get your students or your clients to actually, um, well, doing the work that sometimes we need extra support to do. So conveyor.com is, uh, is there for us. So, um, all right, without further ado, enjoy my interview with Michael. Just you. So, my curiosity question for you is, what if you had your dream taken away from you? What would you do next? Let me set the tone. You've got your dream job as a professional athlete, and one day you have a little slip up, and that leads to, well, having to say goodbye to the sport you love, and it catapults you into feeling like you lost your identity. You're not the athlete you used to be, so how do you find your way? Well, if you ever had something that you really loved and then lost it, this episode was made for you, because my guest and I are going to get deep into that idea. My guest is Michael Cashew. He's a two-time world champion CrossFit team winner and top fitness coach, and he joins us to share his story about having to take a couple steps back in order to take a few steps forward. But most of all, we're going to dive deep into the different beliefs you have when you think it's all over and what type of mindset shift you have to adopt to keep you going and scratch your own itch. And you're not alone in your recovery because my sidekick and I are going to give you the tools you need to get back out in the field doing the best you can possibly do. But this isn't going to be your average pump and inspire type of conversation because we're going to just get vulnerable, share some secrets of our own, and make you feel less alone and supported to do whatever it takes to feel you again. So with all that said, I'd like you to meet the one and only Mike Kaju. Thank you, Mike, man, for coming on Scratch Your Own Itch. 
What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Dude, you need to do either you need to read guided meditations for a living or sensual audiobooks. That was a great intro, man. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I'll take that as the most up best compliment I can possibly get, dude. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, anyways, uh, so I'd like to um ask you the first question that I like to ask. Uh, most of my guests, it, which is, uh, I know your background is you've had problems with addiction, you've had problems with getting hurt as an athlete, but most of all, um, I really like to hear that that story uh, in which you were ultimately changed uh, because of an enormous challenge you had to overcome. Which one in particular? I've had lots of challenges. Are you talking about the back surgery? Uh, dude, yes. Um, that sort of story where you're doing, you're, you're in CrossFit and then all of a sudden you get hurt and you're like told that, Hey, if you do one more CrossFit game, it's over, man. Like if you do one more snatch, you're done. Right. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So I grew up playing sports. Uh, that was the, that was kind of my biggest passion in life. And at 13, I started having back spasms. And it, it was in particular when I would play soccer, I would just be running. They would put me on the outside and I would be running for about 45 minutes straight. And I started having back spasms to where I couldn't, I couldn't play sports. I couldn't hardly walk at times. And it was just incredibly painful. I found out that I had something called spondylolisthesis, uh, aka spondy, which is a genetic back disorder that about 10% of people have and most people never realize it because they don't, it, it never really causes any complications. But because I was so active, it started acting up by the time I was 13. So I knew I had this thing. I rehabbed it really, really diligently when I was 13 and 14, did a ton of core work, glute work, and really got to a place where I didn't have pain until probably another, another seven or eight years. I had no significant pain. And I played football growing up. I did powerlifting. I did weightlifting where you snatch and clean and jerk. Again, no, no real issues. By the time I started CrossFit, or once I got really into CrossFit rather, I started having some complications because I was doing these really high rep, high intensity workouts. So my muscles were getting very tight. Uh, I was losing some of my range of motion. And on top of that, I was lifting really, really heavy. And in the summer, let's see, no, winter of 2012, we had won the CrossFit Games for the first time. And in the winter of 2012, I really cha uh, changed up my training program. And I started lifting a lot heavier more often. And within 90 days, excuse me, within 90 days, I rapidly started feeling a lot of back pain. And it got to the point where I, I would have to spend like 30, 45 minutes every single morning uh, on a foam roller and on a lacrosse ball, just putting it in my glutes and in my low back and hamstrings just to even be able to walk around for the day. And I would have to do that multiple times a day to, again, just to even function. And I continued to train really hard. And about some, sometime that next winter uh, or, or like in February of that next year, so just a few months later, I started having some neurological symptoms. So I couldn't feel my toes when I would lift or, or when I would do like the Aerodyne bike. Then it progressed even further and I couldn't feel my feet. And about that time, you know, I, I got pretty scared 
because I, w- I wasn't afraid of the back pain because I thought it was just a byproduct of how hard I was training, how tight my muscles were. And I went back to the doctor and they looked at, they, they gave me new x-rays and it had progressed to a very severe level where if you picture your spine as, you know, it's supposed to look kind of like a hotel where every level, every vertebrae is stacked on top of one another. The very bottom, the base of my spine, uh, what they call L4-5 and then L5-S1 was the, the, S1, the, bot- the, the base of the spine and then the one on top of that, they were almost like 50% off axis to where the entire top of my spine looked like it was about to fall off of that base. And it was really scary to look at. And the, the first doctor I said was, you can never do, can never do CrossFit again, and we're going to have to do surgery. And that was, it was both terrifying. It, it was completely terrifying for sure. And I immediately just got very defensive and pretended like it didn't exist. And I'll, I'll, I'll try to make a, a long story short in saying over the next few months, I saw seven different spinal surgeons, neurosurgeons. They gave me a lot of different, uh, they gave me a lot of different ideas. Some said I have to have surgery. Some said I didn't absolutely need it, but I wouldn't be able to do CrossFit anymore. And I made the decision ultimately to finish out the season, despite all of the surgeons saying it was a very risky idea. And we went on to win the CrossFit games again. I, I did it. I, I trained, I changed up my training quite a bit so that I didn't lift as heavy during the, the, the leading up to the competition. We ended up winning again. And then in December of that year, 2013, I had a spinal fusion done. It was an eight hour surgery. They few, they put metal in uh, two different levels, those two levels at the bottom I was telling you about. And after that, I, uh, as you were kind of alluding to, I had this sort of identity crisis where I grew up getting all of my affirmations, getting all of my sense of self-worth even as, as being an athlete. I thought I was cool because I was an athlete. I thought I was worthy of people's attention and love and admiration because I was an athlete. And now I had metal in my back. I couldn't even hardly walk for a month. I couldn't train hard for six months. And I just really didn't know what value I brought to the world. And through my support system, you know, my, my, the, the close knit group of, of people I have around me mixed with some of the tools, the coping skills that I learned through my time in therapy and drug treatment. I was able to reframe that experience and kind of get to a, a new level of consciousness, if you will, for me, where I, I was able to transcend what I thought I was. I thought I was an athlete and I was able to transcend that and see that I'm so much more than an athlete. I'm a, I'm a brother, I'm a son, I'm a coach, I'm an athlete, I'm, I'm all of those things. And I'm also none of those things. If all of, I, I came to realize that if all of it was taken away from me, then I am still me. And just because I'm me, I'm worthy of, of love from, you know, the people around me and, and from myself. Oh, wow, man. Uh, geez, what a story. Uh, and then also being able to take that, that mindset, uh, that you've so I think, uh, Adam admirably achieved to adopt because it's just so like, I get that same thing, man. Like, and I still have it. Like, um, being, uh, in a certain body, 
where all of a sudden like I'll put on a little fat because I'm trying to gain muscle and and I go, wow, that's like not you anymore, dude. Like what happened to you? Like, and it and it's, it's just all inside of our head. Like it's a, it's just the story that hundred percent that we tell ourselves. Um, and so I kind of want to like get into that, you know, and because you're a very wise guy, I can tell already is 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 a person that's just like gets that, that, that that there's a certain story that you tell yourself that is so hard to tell yourself a new story because you've been telling yourself this one story your entire life. Um, so I think it'd be really cool. Like one story I'm telling myself lately is that I need to be like working out all the time, always moving in order to stay looking good. Um, is there any other story that you're telling yourself right now that you think that's just like, Hey, I'm doing this, but I, I also know that it, it's, it's bullshit at the same time. Is that okay if I ask you that question? Say that one more time. You lost me at the end. Yeah. So like that question of like something that you're doing right now that you totally believe in mm-hmm. 100%, uh, but at the same time, you know, it might not be sustainable. Um, and so therefore you go, okay, that's bullshit. Like if I lost that, that's okay. Like I, I'm... I'm okay with losing this thing. Maybe it's because I know you own a gym. So I'd like to ask you, what, what if you own? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I totally got it. And and just to just to be clear, I don't own a gym. I own an online fitness company. Okay. So similar, but but a little bit different. So your question, yeah, you, you, that's a great question. Right now in my life, I'm trying to separate myself from listening and identifying with any story whatsoever. And so at the end of the day, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to practice is this belief that if everything was taken away, then I am still me, I'm still okay. Right. So whatever, if it's my business, if it's my, if it's my wife, it's, if it's my health, I don't want to, I don't want to attach to anything too much because it's, um, that can cause a lot of, that can cause a lot of suffering. And so what I'm trying to do is be mindful and just be present with what I'm doing. So if I'm, if I'm on this podcast, I'm only thinking about this podcast. I'm present with you here today for the next, you know, 30 to 60 minutes later today, I've got some meetings. I'm going to be fully present on those meetings later tonight. I'm going to be hosting a few friends and I'm going to be fully there. I'm not going to be thinking about work. I'm not going to be thinking about, you know, working out. I'm going to be present with my friends, just being there with them. And through that, um, through that, I'm able to be a, just a happier, more successful individual. Uh, the sto- it, when you attach to stories too much, you're only as good as your last thought, right? So if you're if you're focusing on thinking positive, thinking positive, that's all great when everything in life is going well. But as soon as something doesn't go your way we kind of have this human beings have this automatic reaction, especially when our minds are untrained, that a negative thought is just going to pop in our head. And if all we're practicing is positive self-talk, then we're not, we're not going to have, we're not going to have the tools to deal with that, this negative thing happening in our lives. I think a more evolved way of, of going about life is just trying to become the watcher of your thoughts. So rather than can, Rather than trying to think positive, think positive, just become the watcher of your thoughts and be present in the activities that you're doing. So if there's if something doesn't go your way, you might notice 
that your immediate thought is, you know, fuck, like, why me? So-and-so, like, so-and-so shouldn't treat me that way, whatever, whatever the situation may be. And you can watch that and not react. The untrained mind will have that thought and immediately identify with that thought, believe it. And then it causes this chain of this whole chain of events to occur afterwards. You follow me there? Dude, yes. Thank you so much for saying that because, oh, this is what I'm uh, geeking out on is that sort of um, like, so someone could come up to you and be like, hey, Mike, your online program sucks. And then another person come up to you and say like, hey, Mike, like, I love your online program. Like, I love that you do what you exactly. do. And then all of a sudden you, you go, w- 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 which, which one's true? Whichever one's more helpful, man. Like that's the story. Right. Whatever one serves. Yeah, you. <laughs> and there is a huge notion to just go to the negativity and and fight back and lash back and try to prove to the people that are part of the choir that don't believe in you. But that's like, right. who wants to do that for the rest of their life? I don't. Um, Absolutely. So thank you so much for sort of breaking that down. That was uh, incredibly well done, my friend. Really cool. I appreciate it. And and I just want to be clear. I do, uh, and I think you're you're thinking the same thing. Negative feedback, critical feedback is crucial for our own growth. But the there are two ways to look at it. One way is to take it personal and to hear someone saying your program sucks and take it as them saying you suck. Right. And and even if they are doing it, there's there's two different ways to take that, right? You can take it personal and get nothing out of it and just react and try to lash out at them and get back to get back at them and get defensive. Or you can take it as, okay, what, what part of what they're telling me is true and how can I improve what it is I'm doing, whether it be in, in personal or professional life? How can I use this to make what I'm doing, make my life, make my product, make my service even better? That is so cool. It is so, so cool. Like, I'm just like, I'm sitting here, man, with a huge smile on my face because it's, you're so right. Um, and I would say that, uh, I'd like to ask you, do you think that being an athlete kind of taught you to think this way though? I think being an athlete is one of the avenues that has really challenged me mentally and, and, giving me the opportunity to work on my mindset. Yeah, it's one of definitely one of many things. It's it gave me the opportunity to work really really hard, um develop some discipline, work on my mindset, work on being present, being mindful while I'm training, while I'm competing. So yeah, it definitely helped. That is awesome. That's so cool. Um I kind of want to pivot a little bit and talk about your your online business and uh, the the work that you do to help people become physically uh, just better and I think through because the body is the mind I think physically they can greater themselves they can also physically or I mean mentally greater themselves too so uh, what do you think like really makes your online program different? We focus first on mindset. So what a lot of what most companies or brands in the fitness industry focus entirely on is physical, right? Because that's what people think they want. That's what they think they need. But what people really want and need is just to be happier, 
right? They have these, a lot of people have bodies that they're not proud of. And they think that if they have a better body, then they'll be happier. What we see a lot of times is people will achieve, they'll, 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 they will get that body and they will still be unhappy because they'll, they'll develop some kind of new goal, right? They might want to lose 10 pounds. They lose the 10 pounds. Now they want to lose 10 more pounds, right? They want to get, they, they want more, 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 always thinking when I reach X, then I'll be happy. We know that if we affect the mind first, then we can get people to that happier place much, much faster. And we can give them the tools to reach their goals in every single area of life uh, versus just their physical fitness. So we teach people about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. We teach people about the power of vulnerability, about being mindful in your activities, whether it be in or out of the gym. We talk to people about proper goal setting, focusing on the process rather than just the outcome. And in general, I'm just, I'm just rattling off a lot of different things that we, that we teach people that affect their mindset in every area of life. One thing I'm really big on is, you know, people that are involved in sport or any kind of competition, they think mindset work or mental work is just like a visualization exercise before you work out, or it's just like a technique that you use in your training. That's bullshit. The way that you think and your mindset in, in your life, right, in your relationships, in your career, in your personal life, is the same exact mindset that you carry into your training, your, your craft, whatever that may be. And so we, we try to influence people to change their mindset in every area, of their, every area of their life because that's ultimately going to make them a better competitor. Because of that, people are happier. They're taking bigger risk in, their, in every other area of their life, not just their fitness. So I think, I think reversing that, that whole, like, how do we get people happier is what really sets us apart and what really makes it feel like a, a family rather than just a fitness program. Oh, so cool. So cool. I love that you go down those different avenues and use those different tools in order to process. Um, really, because that's what it all comes down to. It's like, uh, you know, like we can't just slap someone and go, hey, now you got awesome chest muscles to pick up that uh, 450 pounds. Like that would just be skipping steps. And someone has to go through the process. And I love that you talk about the the other shift that you really do, which is the mindset of not just visualizing it, but knowing uh, when you come to the gym, like, like, what's your intention? Setting the intention um, is another thing that I kind of uh, picked up from from doing research on you. And I'd love to talk about that a little bit is, is this intention, like how you use intention in uh, a daily habit of yours to set your day off right? Yeah, that's a great point. So whether it's in the gym or in career or whatever it may be, any, any kind of direction you want to head in life, it makes a lot of fucking sense to be clear about how you're going to get there, right? So a lot of people show up at the gym and they just say, you know, they see the program and they say, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to do my best at that, at the workout, right? Or they see my, you know, my world is CrossFit. So most, most days they have something to do for time. So they see the workout, they say, 
I want to do that in eight minutes, right? Because the last time they did it in eight minutes and 15 seconds, what they don't consider is that they might, they might not have gotten great sleep last night. They might be neurologically taxed. They might not be even capable of getting that workout in eight minutes, but they're setting that goal. And so ultimately they're setting their self up for failure. And that's what we do in so many areas of our life. We are, we, we make our goals outcome goals where we focus on things that are outside of our control, like beating someone that's outside of our control because we can't control how good someone is. We can, we, you know, I might train the rest of my life as hard as I can, and I might never be able to beat Matt Frazier, who's the fittest man on earth right now. That's just outside of my control. We do that in all areas of our life. If we take the time to be intentional, as you're saying, and, and focus on things that are inside of our control, then we're going to be able to build more confidence and we're ultimately going to be able to grow faster because we're going to be focused on literally just growing and getting better and putting in effort. So the things that are inside of our control are our effort, uh, our habits, our, you know, what time we show up at the gym, exactly what we do when we get there, right? I might make a goal to show up 30 minutes early so that I can get a very specific warm up in every day. I might make a goal to focus on one cue in a certain lift, right? All of these things are in, inside of my control. And if I do them, I know that I'm going to get better, right? I know that th those are pieces of the process of me getting better. If I consistently succeed in doing what I tell myself I'm going to do, I'm going to build a lot of confidence. I'm going to build self-efficacy where I have this feeling that when I say I'm going to do something, I know and I trust myself to do it, to follow through. So I've got on the right side of my desk right now, I've got my full schedule from 6 to 5, 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then after I just have enjoy my night with my friends that I was telling you all about. And then on the far right, I have the top three priorities for the day. And there are things that are completely inside my control. Uh, I have prepare for tomorrow's podcast. I have enter in my thesis questions into SurveyMonkey and I have prepare for another podcast down at the end, all in, inside my control. And if I, if I succeed in completing those, I'm going to chalk it up as a very successful day because they're, they all require, actually the, the thesis one doesn't require much, but the podcast preparation requires some deep thinking. Um, it requires some creativity. And if I can get those two done, then it's a successful day. <laughs> Just, I love it that you, you gave us such an awesome uh, example. And then you also gave us what you do uh, as far as intention goes personally but i want to i want to let everyone anyone that needs to listen to this right now that just take it slow don't think that you have to adopt exactly what michael does in a day uh maybe set one intention and i think mike might agree with me that it's just small investments 100 percent um that gets you along there uh yeah these habits have been built literally over years over years so pick one thing that you think will have the biggest impact on your life Pick something that if you succeed in it will have a domino effect on the rest of your life. It'll make other things in your life either unnecessary or uh, maybe effortless 
or just easier to get done, right? Pick that one thing in your life that will have the biggest impact and just focus on that one thing. Get consistent with that until it's automatic, until it's part of who you are. So, dude, so cool. I love that so much. Um, I'd love to get into uh, what I call scratch the surface curiosity questions, where I'm going to ask you just three questions that are a little bit deeper and then like four questions that are more of like the only rule is first thing that pops in your mind, just say it. Um, is that cool with you? Let's do All it. right. Um, so the first question is, uh, what do you think is one thought that you keep having that you kind of just wish you didn't have anymore? Uh, let's see. So-and-so is better than me at whatever, at anything. Mm. I wish I would, I wish I would be, I would see someone's success more often and it's not black and white. It's not like every time I see someone succeeding, I have some kind of negative self-comparison, but I wish that I always, every single time I saw someone else succeeding, it would just inspire me rather than make me feel small. Oh, dude. I want to give you a virtual high five and tell you at the same time, you're so not alone in that thought, man. Yeah. Uh, um, which is exactly why I made this show. Mission statement done. Um, so the next thought I'd, or next question I'd like to ask you, if you could uh, sit down anybody in front of you, dead or alive, and become that person for just one month, who would it be and why? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> become that person yeah. for a month. The Buddha. Dude. The Buddha. <laughs> I think that would have a pretty transformative effect on my mind. Coming back to myself, that'd be tight. That would be really tight. That'd be cool. Oh, God. The Buddha. But I wonder if I became him and I'm in my mind, I might just mess everything up. I'm sure he had a lot of followers and shit, and I might just mess everything up. But I'm going with Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Michael Kaju, the Buddha, would be great. Great mix. Yeah. I would, I would hang out. A fitter, a fitter version. Yeah. He's, oh man, the Buddha being fit. Yes. Yep. Dude, you should definitely <laughs> make a logo for your site, like you being the Buddha that's just fit as heck. Uh, that'd be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, ideas we'll talk about off the off show. Anyways, uh, the next question I'd love to ask you is, um, what is a um what is that one thing that you want to stamp on a billboard for the universe to read and just uh, remind themselves every now and then when they're feeling lost that they can just remind themselves this quote to, to just know that they're on the right path. Hmm. I'm going to think about it for a yeah. second. I've got the basic idea. You'll never find happiness in your own head. Get out and help someone else. Something like that. And that lifts me up so much. And I think uh, it's you're so uh, right. I I rarely say the, that word right because I, I think everything can be questioned. But when you lift someone else up, no matter which religion you come from, whatever spiritual basis you come from, as long as you're just... Um, being there of service it's amazing the sort of hack that is in life when you're feeling down exactly ah, i love it yeah i think i think that's the key to just a a consistent 
lifelong deep sense of happiness and fulfillment is is serving others and shifting your focus to others so cool all right well um i want to shift into this uh sort of like first thing that comes to mind um just three questions and then uh we'll also at the end uh get you to plug in anything in which uh it michael casu is not hard to find out put in the show notes how to spell his last name because it's not certainly uh it's not it's not at all uh <laughs> pronounced the way it's spelled so uh but but before we do that let's just go through three or four uh really quick first uh thought that comes to mind okay let's do all it all right so uh favorite word fuck that was easy <laughs> least favorite word hmm it's uh probably pie <laughs> i like that i like I love pie. I don't like saying the word. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no explanation. Yeah, that doesn't say anything about you at all. No, not at all. Uh, I'm just joking. Uh, favorite sound? Oh, man. A bass guitar. Nice. <laughs> I love heavy bass. Nice, nice. Um, least favorite sound. A yeah, a sm like a. Uh, what do they call them? Like a lap dog, like a like a yappy lap dog, just just barking. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yappy lap dog. Okay, okay. Um. I I think I could actually very much agree with that. Uh, I also hate the sound of vacuums. I don't know what it is, um, but okay. And then, um, so I loved everything you said. I think you dropped some amazing value bombs. Uh, I think you also just were really, really, really um, good at this sort of thing. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been told that you're really great at interviews, but you are, man. Like I've just had a I appreciate it. A ton it. of awesome time with you. Um, and then uh, where can people find you and find more about your programs? And if you got any offers, I'd love to also put that in uh, the show notes for anybody to just hop on and, and become like, honestly, your friend, man. Not just to hit the next podcast episode and go like, yeah, I listen to this guy. He made a ton of sense. He really changed the way I thought about a lot of things. But I'm just going to hit next because I'm really like on to like, learning more. But rather actually taking an action step and actually becoming friends with you where can people find you so you can find you can find the fitness programs that we talked about at brutestrengthtraining.com best thing to do is sign up for our newsletter and just that we're going to keep you up to date on all of all of the programs that we're putting out all of the free content that we give out that's just the best way to stay in the know if you need help with nutrition uh, look up workingagainstgravity.com. That's the company that my wife started that I'm also a part of. It's the best nutrition company in the, on the planet. Uh, we have a similar ethos at that company of putting the mind first. And then I'm actually off of social media. So as far as becoming my friend, it's best if you're in Austin and you want to hang out in person. I'm trying to prioritize hanging out with more people in person and, and building a, a tribe, a community locally. 
and, and only because I've, I've realized for me, I don't deal with social media very well. I, it's become like a, a compulsion where I just, I use it at the wrong times when I should be doing more deep work or I should be present. And it's just something that I felt was using me rather than me using it. So I'm, I'm on a hiatus for just indefinitely. <clears throat> I think that I answer all of your yeah, questions. Yeah, man. That's so awesome. Um, that's cool. Uh, I really, really think that's awesome and admirable. And also it's so hard for people having an online business to just go like, no, I'm not going to use social media anymore. And uh, that's like, heck, man, I, I want to get. Yeah. Well, my, my business definitely still uses it. I'm just in a position where I'm not the face of it. And so I have the luxury of, of taking some time off so that I can kind of reclaim my control over my phone, if you will. Yeah, certainly. Um, and it's amazing what you can accomplish when you don't have that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a time sucker, it man. Is. Uh, uh, but thank you so much, Mike. I'd love to have you back on if you would ever like to come back on and um, just uh, like just go through another talk like this, man. This is These are the kind of talks that I love having on the show, the conversations we're afraid to have, um, but we need to talk about more. And uh, you've certainly done that. Um, so. I'm glad, man. Yeah, this was, very, this was super enjoyable. I'd love to come back anytime. All right, there's another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch with Michael and I. Oh, man, that was that was a great episode. I really had a good time with him. Uh, we broke down a lot. We talked about his life. We broke down the different mindset changes, the offers that he has as an uh, online coach, and also just talking about breaking free from social media. We talked about that at the very end, but, um, I want you to still, you know, reach out to him, um, on his, on his website and check out Brute Strength Fitness and give that a, give that like a little, little testing, maybe something that, uh, can scratch your own itch right now. So check it out if you're curious. And then also, um, if you don't mind, taking an extra couple of seconds and leaving this guy a review, that would be awesome just to let me know that you're uh, you're listening. means a lot. I usually read out reviews, new recent reviews that I get on the show at the very beginning. And uh, check that out. And then hit that subscribe button so you can uh, get the notification on your phone on whatever device you're listening to this to and say, hey, wow. Logan Tyler Nelson from Scratch Your Own Itch just got a new episode that he just rolled out. And that will be awesome. Just hit that subscribe button. And uh, I also want to say to you that if you're looking for a way, if you're a business coach or you're a owner of some sort and you've always wanted to make passive income doing a course, but you keep finding yourself saying over and over and over, I don't know how to do courses because I'm technologically inefficient, please email me, logan at logantylernelson.com. I'm going to do a conveyor.com course, and uh, that is a platform in which you can do it on your phone. Check that out. You can do something on your phone, and uh, this this little course thing will keep your clients, your 
not only your clients, but also maybe somebody that's your friend accountable to doing what you want to do. And I think it's a great platform. So check it out, uh, conveyor.com. And then last but not least, you matter and you're enough and don't ever forget it.